0: I pray we would be a blessing to you today. Christ has saved us from our sins. Our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ yet self we count as draw With our Bibles open today to the book of Luke, chapter number 23, we're continuing in our study on Christ and the cross. We've looked at Calvary, the one place which can take care of eternity. Today, we turn our attention to Jesus, the one person who can take care of eternity. First, a word of prayer, and then we'll get into today's message. Father, it is in Jesus' name that I come now, and I ask my prayer for his sake. Lord, would you speak to hearts from your written word, and by the Holy Spirit of God may men see their need for the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, for he is their reconciliation. Help us to lift up the Savior, the Son of God today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Briefly, let me remind you of Calvary, the one place which can take care of eternity. Luke 23 and verse 33, and when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And so we looked at Calvary, beginning here, taking the text as a point of departure. We looked in 1 Peter 1, verse 20, and there Calvary is seen to be a place of destiny. Before the foundation of the world was laid, Christ was as a lamb slain. It was a place of decree, according to Acts chapter 2 and verse 23. According to the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, Jesus Christ was crucified. Isaiah fifty-three twelve, Luke 23 in our text, verses 35 through 39. Calvary, was a place of derision, Christ took our sins, but he took the shame of those sins and suffered upon that tree and then in our text and also in psalm twenty two two second corinthians five and twenty one where Christ was made sin for us, he who knew no sin, that we sinners might be made the righteousness of God, we saw Calvary to be a place of darkness when at midday God turned out the sun, and Calvary was a place of darkness. It was a place of deliverance. According to Isaiah 53, 4-6, the Lord hath laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity of us all. It was the just for the unjust that day, who died for our sins and our souls, that he might bring us to God. 1 Peter 3 and 18. But then we pointed out last time together that Calvary is a place of decision. Now, we are not reducing salvation to a decisional regeneration. It's not simply, well, I'm going to decide for Jesus, and then you're born again. No, there is the necessity of the work of the Spirit of God. When He is come, the Bible says in John 16... Verse 8, He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Not only is there the necessity of the Spirit of God, but there is that necessity of the Word of God. God's Spirit with God's Word. Convincing the heart of the guilty and bringing light, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, into the darkened mind and heart of the sinner and giving them an opportunity to see themselves a sinner. And yes, there is that moment when that sinner must repent and turn toward God that they might believe on the Lord. Jesus Christ. Will you bow the knee and call on the name of the Lord Jesus? It is a decision, friend. It's either going to be your sin or the Savior. It's going to be your way or God's way. No wonder Paul testified both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. But as many as received him, those who turn from their sins and trust in Christ are the ones whom God redeems. Now, today we come to verse 34 of Luke chapter 23. Then said Jesus, Here is the one person that can take care of eternity. Then said Jesus, No man Anywhere, at any time, will ever be able to get to God outside of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one way, the one door into heaven. Apart from Jesus, no man will ever see God. We find our Lord throughout the Scriptures, first as the one mediator. This is where we begin, 1 Timothy chapter number 2 and verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. There is one God, friend, and there's one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. You see, in this day of apostasy, which is all about us, in the day of inclusivity, where it is, quote unquote, wrong to exclude anyone, and you must be tolerant of everything and accepting of everyone, this is the great crime. It's not a crime. Oh, no, it's not wrong or unpopular to say that Jesus Christ is a way to heaven. That is acceptable. That is palatable with this world of apostates. That is accommodating to the world's philosophy. But when you stand up and boldly proclaim that there is one God exclusively, and beside him there is none else, And then there is but one mediator, exclusively, one go-between, between God and men, even the man, Christ Jesus. Here is the crime. Here is what makes that preacher, or that church, or that believer, that witness, that testimony, that Christian unpopular, that they boldly proclaim the biblical truth. Which is rooted in eternity, revealed in the Scriptures, and should be published throughout the nations, that Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Catholic Church will not get you to heaven. Your good works, as taught by the Mormons and the quote unquote, Jehovah's Witnesses, the cult of the JWs, none of these will get you to heaven. There is one way, and His name is Jesus. There is one truth, and His name is Jesus. There is one life, and His name is Jesus. Not the Baptists, not the Catholics, not the Methodists, no church. And I say that loosely, I believe you understand what I mean, but no Organization, no group of people, no pope, no priest, no preacher, no pastor, no one anywhere can make you certain for heaven, but the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one mediator. We've given you John fourteen six. He is the one answer. Now consider Acts chapter four and verse number ten. We find here the apostles, and having been persecuted for their faith, having performed the miracle. Notice what is said in verse ten. Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, no mistaking who that was, or who they meant, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation. See the exclusivity there. Neither is there salvation in any other? For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Yes, Jesus Christ is the one way to heaven. He's the one mediator. He's the one answer. He is the one name by which all men are saved. But then Ephesians 4, 4, there is one body and one spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling. Jesus Christ is our only hope. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1:1. The Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. John the Baptist, baptizing in the River Jordan, saw Jesus Christ coming down the shoreline to see him and to be baptized of him and John, if you will, allow me, I believe he reached forward his hand and he pointed toward Jesus and he said, "Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin." of the world. If you would enter heaven, if you would be redeemed from your sins and rescued from death, hell, and the lake of fire, then you will have to come by the way of Calvary and through our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Trues to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.